Welcome to Corrective Lens. Uh, my name is Sid McGregor. I'm your host. And today we're going to be talking about um, coronavirus, of course, because that's the only thing anybody is talking about. Um, and there are many lenses in which to view coronavirus through. Uh, one I wanted to explore was through the lens of God. One, because I grew up in the church and have a moderate understanding of Christianity and the Bible. But as and I've never considered myself a spiritual expert or faith leader or any of those things. Yet some of my best friends are leaders in churches and pastors. And of course, I have a great deal of respect for them. And I, I so I, I, I really know that work well. I know the, the world well, um, the, the sort of uh, Christian world. And so I decided, hey, why not? Uh, so I reached out to a close friend of mine, uh, Errol Bolt, who's the head pastor of Kincott Christian Church in Kingston, Jamaica. First met Errol in 1994 when I was 15. Our families have remained close ever since, and I'm very happy uh, to have him as my first guest. So Errol, thanks for taking the time uh, to talk to me. As I understand it, you are actually alone uh, during this time. Uh, your family's up here in the States. How, how is that going for you? I'm here and my, my wife is in the States. Of course, my daughter had twins and so twin. And so she went up to uh, help her, you know, in the initial stage um, um, there. Yeah. So, um, uh, but for me being here, I, God has been good. And this is the beauty of the church because here I have a family. I have a church family here. You follow me? And so the church family here uh, creates a community for me. So what does that community look like? On Saturday evening, one of the families of the church cook dinner for me and bring me dinner. Okay? On Sunday evening, I get my Jamaican Sunday dinner from a family also. I used to go to the family and eat with them, but since the corona thing comes around now and we're practicing social distancing, I can't. I just go and I just pick up my meal and then come back home, okay? But I do have a family that I, that, you know, that I can interact with, laugh with, talk with, and they, I get frequent calls from them. How are you doing? You know, do you have everything you need? So this is the beauty of the community of God, and, and it's a global community. Because you know, when I leave Jamaica and I go to Joplin, I have another family there called the church. You know what I mean? And so, so, and if I, wherever I go, you go to Africa, you have a family called the church. And once you go there and the family says Jesus and you say Jesus, you're, you're in one family. I think that's one of the many strengths of, of any faith is that almost anywhere you go, you can find community. So what advice do you have uh, for others who are alone? during this time? You know, I would say to those who are in this situation, if you're in a church, uh, you know, uh, you're away from your loved one and you can't get to them, you know, connect with your church and talk with your pastor and, 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 and speak with the, the saints there that you know and who are aware of you and uh, stay online because right now we're doing everything on the media platform, okay? So, so stay with them, talk with them, share with them, go on video, on WhatsApp, have you been able to, uh, to, to connect with your family in that way? My wife and my kids, they call me. And while they're cooking, 
and, and, and I am here doing my own little cooking. We're talking with each other because I'm seeing them on video. They're seeing me, they're seeing, sometimes I'll ask my wife, how do I cook this? And I'll show her what I am doing, you know? This is the beauty of, of, of modern, you know, um, technology. So, so although we are apart, we're still seeing each other, each other's environment, each, we're seeing what each other is doing. When I was going up to see them um, last month to see the twins, I went and saw the twins and then came back to, to Jamaica. My wife wanted me to pick up some clothes for her, you know, from her closet. So I went on WhatsApp <laughs> on video and I put the camera in her closet and she showed me, she showed me everything that she wanted. <laughs> see and I took them out, I put them down, I fold them. I look at, she said, yes, that's those, fine. And so I took those up to her. This that was smart now. because <laughs> I'm sure you've done that before where you brought the the wrong clothes and they weren't folded and exactly, everything went downhill exactly. <laughs> exactly but now i was able to put the camera on her closet and she could tell me everything yeah. that she wants you know i took them out and took them up to her so this is i went to the supermarket and she wanted to bring up certain jamaican seasoning and so i put the camera <laughs> on, the, on the shelves and she says okay take two of that one <laughs> so i obviously want to talk about how we can be seeing the coronavirus uh, through the lens of God. I think many people who don't have that lens, you know, might be rolling their eyes and saying, God, what God? Like, is there really an all-loving God? And if if there's an all-loving and caring God, uh, why are these things happening? We're, where is this all-loving God in this pandemic? This is how I, you know, see this. Some people may differ and say, well, what kind of God is this that would do things like these, you know? But if you are seeing things through the lens of God, you don't ask questions like those. But if you're seeing things through the, through the lens of the flesh and your appetite, then you will ask questions like those, you know, because your eyes are not open to really what are the real things in life. So what we're seeing right now is God shouting. This is God shouting to get our attention. We have learned now that all our gods have been toppled. The money God has been toppled. The fame God has been toppled. Those who worship sports, it has been toppled. No Tokyo Olympics. You know, those who, those who worship the, the, the bars, you, you got to leave the bars and go home. You know, th you know those who are before the cameras, uh, you, you got to leave the camera, the camera set and the stage, go home. What, what this whole crisis has done is driven us home. Go back home because home is where life begins. Go back home and find God. Go back home and pray to God. Go back home and confess your sins to God and, 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 and pray to me and, and I will hear your prayer and I will answer and I will reverse this curse that, that I have brought upon the land. So basically this, this virus is, is I, don't, I don't want to say God is the cause of the virus, or, but basically God has a hand in this virus and it's, he's... Plagues like these, Sid, are not new. In, in the scriptures, we, we have quite a few of them, and most of the plagues in the scriptures were caused by God. They, they, they weren't caused by man at all, okay? And every time God did them, it was to drive Israel back to him. Are you following me? Because we understand fire at our tail, then we understand love in front of us wooing us. 
you see, because they're, they're driving us to be powerful and to be and, and to and to demonstrate to ourselves we don't need no supreme being. We can we we have brain, we have education, we have the science lab. We can get done. Well, this is showing us now that hey, listen, you ain't as big and great as you think you are. We we're a very vulnerable race. Okay, uh, one microbe shut down three billion people. I mean, that's not a good resume about the human race. <laughs> are, you, are you following me? It's not a good resume about the human race. Okay, one this little microbe, tiny thing right? that you can't we, see. Just... Yeah, exactly, you can't see. We have to fight it under a microscope. You, you know I mean, trying to understand its DNA. So in essence, you're saying God, God has sent us home in order to find him there. What's going on now is forcing us to uh, uh, identify uh, priorities and to identify the things that are really valuable and meaningful in life because we have been pursuing the wind. We have been pursuing toys. We have been pursuing our appetites, uh, you know, and, uh, and, 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 um, and so God had to kind of uh, redirect us and send us back to to the things that are really important and, and 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 proper you know kind of thing so i think that this is doing that to us it is unfortunate that it requires this to get us to pay attention but god will get our attention no matter how because he loves us so much that he he will he will woo us with his love and if we don't respond he will woo us with his is 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 anger and his wrath you know what i mean uh, but whatever way God relates to us, he does so for our benefit because he loves us, you know? So, um, so the good I see coming out of it is that um, you have presidents now declaring days of prayer. Amen? That's a good, all righty? You have um, church groups now are having all-night prayer vigil. Uh, 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 you know, beseeching God to, to, to turn back this plague and stop it in its tracks, okay? So prayer groups are, are breaking out all over the place right now. You know what I mean? And it's funny that in, in all of this, the church too has been asked to go indoors and vacate or build in. Because it's like God is saying, I don't want to hear from anybody in any building or outdoors. I want to hear from you in your closet. Because in, in Matthew 6, Jesus says, authentic, genuine prayer is not what you see necessarily done in a church building. It is what is done in a closet. Because it says the scribes and the Pharisees, they go out in public and they pray in the squares. So people will see them and praise them and call them holy and righteous. But he says that when you pray, you don't do that. You go in your inner chamber and you pray to your father. And your father who hears your prayers in secret, he will reward you in answer publicly. So, so God has driven us all back in the closet and said, go home and speak to me from home. Pray to me from home. And, 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 and let me know you, you understand that I am supreme. Let me know that you know that I am creator and you're a creature. Let me know that you know you need me. So this is how I see this is a move from God. So if, if God caused all this and has sent us all home 
I mean, wh what have we been doing that would that would cause you know him to to have to do this? Uh, uh, the Western hemisphere, hemisphere especially, you know what I mean, is being hit with with this because it's where we are into murdering babies in the womb. It's where we are into legalizing certain lifestyle that the scripture does not embrace. So what are some positive things that you think God is doing or that that will happen because of this? After this has passed, there's going to be a fantastic spiritual revival across the world. We're going to see a revival of people coming back from the idols that they have worshipped to the true and living God. So, um, so those are two major benefits that I see coming out of this and um, there will be other benefits too that we'll see later which are um, health benefits where you know because research is going to come out of this that will help us going forward in tackling things like these we're also learning that we spend the last several decades building weapons to destroy human beings instead of instead of fortifying our system for occasions like these you know so um so, so we, we're learning in that in that way. There, we're learning, uh, you know. So there are a couple of positives that will certainly come out of this. So, so basically, if I'm looking through the lens of God, God is simply using His playbook from the Scriptures, plagues, uh, or a catastrophic event to to bring us back to Him. Okay. So if, if someone doesn't see through this God lens. And they wanted to, you know, they really wanted to, to understand. Um, how would they, how would they do that? You know, as, as, as someone who is watching, say, the news constantly and sees all the panic and fear and death. I mean, what, what steps do you take from there? I think the secular media does a, a, a good job reporting on the crisis, but they also do a poor job because like a good 75, 80% of their, their reporting is a negative one. You know, they tell you every day how many people die in this state and how many people died in that state. And they show you uh, we're over here. This is not market. They're doing a good job in showing where there is deficiency in tools to help people. Because when they expose that, the government can act on it. But they do carry a very negative aura that if you watch it, it can leave you with serious psychological and emotional damage. Those people who are having a steady diet, a steady COVID-19 diet every day, uh, they need to step back from it. And uh, they need to expose themselves once a day. Like, like if you have a five o'clock major news news every day, you, you watch that news because they will give you in a summary form everything and you let that only be your information for the day, but you don't sit at the TV and, or, or on your phone and just listen to everything that is put out um, three, four, five hours. And then you go on your phone on Facebook and everybody on Facebook have their theory about, about, about who caused it and who this conspiracy theory and everybody's telling you about what is happening over there and who get it over here. And so you have an overload, you, you know what I mean? So you have to reduce your intake 
to just one occasion that gives you a summary form of what's going on there. And then you have to now fill the rest of the space with positive things. You have to get in with the family, engage activities with the family. You have to put on Christian songs and fill the atmosphere in your house with positive words that speak about God and his love for us and his grace for us. You know what I mean? You bring that in your house there. Don't use the time to ruminate about, about what's happening, but use it to read a, read a Bible, read a good novel, or, or use the time to learn to do something new. I want to shift just a little bit. Um... You had mentioned something about a, a paradigm shift that will happen when this is over. I mean, I don't think we're going to go back to whatever we called a normal before. No, um, there's going to be a very severe paradigm shift in the world. Um, and, and the way we, 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 we thought the world would not be the same after 9-11. But hey, 9-11 is like a, a you know, paper soldiers to this man, okay? Uh, um, so um, it's, um, we're, we're, we're gonna come out, there's gonna be a lot of good coming out of it, Sid, and there'll be a lot of bad also, okay? Because um, I see coming out of it, um, the, as they're called in America, the deep state. I, 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 see the, I see the deep state coming out of this with some very devious, Way for, ways forward, okay? I see coming out of this the, the likelihood that uh, a movement to um, discontinue the use of cash because uh, cash uh, spread viruses very fast because they go through numerous hands and people cough on them and people whatever, you know, and they're not disinfected. So they're contributing also to the spreading of the, the virus. So you're gonna have those that will be campaigning for the discontinuation of cash and credit cards and going to possibly chip where you don't handle anything now, you just stand before a machine and uh, everything is, is, is taking care um, um, up there. So that, that there could be that, you know, we're looking at coming out of this. I think, we, I think out of this is gonna come very serious and severe discussions about the validity and importance of having a one world government. Because whenever one world government, you can fight uh, enemies like these more effectively. You know what I mean? So I, some people will be campaigning for that, a global, global way of tackling health emergencies. And uh, maybe also, you know, a global way of handling the economy because many countries are coming out of this with right now, the economy of the world is really uh, being put in an induced coma. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's an, it, the economy of the world is in an induced coma right now. And um, when this is over, the medical side of it, there's going to be that reality to deal with. And a lot of things could spin off of that one. You know, in, uh, you know, in terms of global global financial concepts and um, how we do money globally, etc. So I see spin-offs like, like those coming that could be um, uh, negative because I don't think the purpose will be a positive one because there is always a group seeking global control over people's minds. Those are all, you know, these are all certainly uh, things we can keep in mind. 
Um, I want to thank you for your time and your insight. This has certainly been uh, an, an illuminating conversation for me. Uh, it's helped me see, you know, uh, COVID through the God lens uh, better. And, you know, I, I hope this has helped others, you know, do the same. That's kind of the whole point. Um, do, do you have any any sort of parting thoughts as we as we wrap up? We are just um, have to trust God and do our best going forward, caring for each other and being here for each other. And um, but I think that we're going to see a big revival coming out of this men and women coming to God because the gods that they have pursued are finally turned up to be worthless. A vacuum is being created right now in people's lives. And, and, and the things that we normally fill the vacuum with are the things now that have created the vacuum. You know? So we can't go back to them to fill the vacuum. We have to find something new. And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father unless he comes through me. And so that's what we need to fill the vacuum. Well, thank you again so much for your time. Um, and, and, I, and thank you for, to the listeners for, for listening. Uh, I'm very appreciative uh, that you would give me um, this time. I hope you have, you have, you have learned something. Um, I certainly have. And, um, one of the interesting takeaways for me as, as somebody who is, who's, you know, read the Bible, um, a lot, grew up in the church, um, a really interesting sort of lens for me now is when I think back to, to these, these sort of biblical plagues, right? Like, um, especially Egypt, right? You, you, you think of the, the frogs and you think of the firstborn and you, you know, the locust and the blood and, 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 and those, those sort of list of, of 10 plagues that we find that are, that are for some factual, for some mythological. <laughs> um, when I think back to those and I think, you know, and I compare that um, to this time and you, if you put on the sort of God lens and if you, if you believe that, okay, God caused these things in order to bring his people back to him, um, you know, for me, I'm always wondering, you know, well, what was it like to live during that time? And, 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 you know, with, you know, God doing all these crazy things and, and interesting to me is I think that that I, I think that a majority of people probably did not see it that way. And they saw it as something very scientific and very just um, part of mother nature and things happen. And, and, you know, and so in the case of today, you know, coronavirus, you know, there's, there's some bats from a cave in China and they infected, you know, some other animal that was in a, you know, that wound up at, at, uh, you know, at uh, a slaughterhouse and somebody ate it and they got the virus and, and, and that's sort of like the scientific explanation. But then it's like, there's this other, there's this other lens, there's this God lens you can put on and, 
And that might be sort of the facts of how God did it, but the, the real purpose is to, to bring his people back to him. Very interesting uh, perspective, very interesting lens to, to put on, to, to try to view this crazy time through. Um, anyway, I hope you uh, enjoyed it. Please, um, if you have questions, comments, I, I really want to hear from you. And uh, if you if you have an interesting lens, if you have a, I mean, everybody has an interesting lens, but uh, if you have a perspective and you would love to share it, I would love to help you share that uh, perspective about anything, life, love, uh, spirituality, uh, the way you like the sun, I don't know, your favorite ice cream. Um, that's just what the show is about. It's just learning perspective and learning to uh, appreciate each other's each other's views. So uh, with that, I say thank you and we'll see you on the next episode.